0: Welcome to Friendship with God. Today, Tom Cantor will teach us from Genesis chapter 7 about the announcement of the judgment, execution of the judgment, and the postponement of judgment as we study how God waited in the days of Noah before the flood. Now, we want to thank you for listening to Friendship with God and also remind you that Tom Cantor, our Bible teacher here on Friendship with God, is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries, a Jewish evangelism ministry that reaches millions of lost Jewish people past four years, we've reached well over 5 million lost Jewish people. In fact, we're sending out 110 missionaries this summer to go into 17 different cities to reach lost Jewish people. Now, if you have a heart to support Jewish evangelism, you can by supporting this Bible teaching radio program, but also you can make a donation towards Israel Restoration Ministries directly to Jewish evangelism. Now, there are many Jewish evangelism ministries out there. And we're all for them. But we also want to tell you the unique and distinct thing about Israel Restoration Ministries is that we do make the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and Jewish evangelism materials available and give them directly into the hands of Jewish people who are lost. We go door to door, street to street, person to person. Witnessing to them, answering their questions, befriending them, giving them the gospel, but also following up with them, supporting them, encouraging them to come to church, to get saved, to get baptized, and to be discipled and follow the Lord Jesus Christ, their Messiah. And we do see salvations and baptisms and fellowship of the Lord Jesus Christ with our evangelical campaigns that happen and our summer blitz. Every single year, help us to send out these missionaries with Israel Restoration Ministries by calling us with your support of the Friendship with God radio program or Israel Restoration Ministries by calling 800-247-3051, 800-247-3051, or go online to donate at IsraelRestoration.org, IsraelRestoration.org or FriendshipWithGod.org. Now here's Tom Cantor, our Bible teacher.
1: Father, thank you so much for being the God of our new beginnings. We, Lord, look forward to the new year. We look forward to a new beginning with you. And this morning, Lord, we just pray the words of the song. We need Jesus. We need him to the end. No friend like him. He's the sinner's friend. So we thank you, Lord, for being for us a great friend. Teach us now, our friend, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We'll uh, refresh ourselves here by reading these verses, Genesis chapter 6, starting verse 17. And behold, I, even I, do bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh, wherein is the breath of life from under heaven, and everything that is in the earth shall die. But with thee will I establish my covenant, and thou shalt come into the ark, thou and thy sons and thy wife and thy sons' wives with thee. And of every living thing of all flesh, two of every sort shalt thou bring into the ark, to keep them alive with thee. They shall be male and female, of fowls of their kind, and of cattle after their kind, of every creeping thing of the earth after his kind. Two of every sort shall come unto thee to keep them alive. And take thou unto thee of all the food that is eaten, and thou shalt gather it to thee, and it shall be for food for thee and for them. Thus did Noah, according to all that God commanded him, so did he. And the Lord said unto Noah, Come thou and all thy house into the ark, for thee have I seen righteous before me in this generation. Of every clean beast shalt thou take to thee by sevens, the male and his female, and of beasts that are not clean, by two, the male and his female. Of fowls also of the air by sevens, the male and his female, to keep seed alive upon the face of the earth. For yet seven days, and I will cause it to rain upon the earth, forty days and forty nights. And every living substance that I have made will I destroy from off the face of the earth. And Noah did according to all that the Lord commanded him. Noah was 600 years old when the flood of waters was upon the earth. Noah went in, his sons, his wives, his sons' wives with them into the ark because of the waters of the flood of clean beasts and of beasts that are not clean, of fowls and of everything that creepeth upon the earth. There went in two and two into the ark, the male and the female, as God had commanded Noah. Okay, now today we hope to maybe no promises finishing Genesis chapter six and uh, moving on to Genesis chapter seven. But in Genesis chapter seven opens with the words, "Come thou and all thy house into the ark." That's what we just read. Now, how long a period of time is covered in Genesis chapter six until we come to that verse? How long? About 120 years. It was at least 120 years from the time when we first read that phrase in genesis 6 3 the lord said my spirit shall not always strive with man for that he also is flesh yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years the point in time when he said that genesis 6 3 to the next point in time in genesis 7 1 and the lord said unto noah come thou in all thy house and to the ark for thee have i seen righteous before me in this generation so it's 120 years from the time point of the announcement of what judgment, right? The announcement of the judgment was Genesis six three, to the point of the execution of the judgment, which is Genesis seven one. See, there's hundred and twenty years. From the time point of the announcement of the judgment to the execution of the judgment, and we looked at that. That's interesting that it was such a long time because the Bible calls out that in First Peter three twenty when it speaks about that time period in 1 Peter 320, where it says, which sometime were disobedient, and here's the phrase, when once the long suffering of God waited in the days of Noah. Now, that long 120 years was called by God, the time period when once the long suffering of God waited. That means the patience of God was waiting. During that time period, what was God waiting for? Well, what he was waiting for was just to hear the words of anyone that was spoken by the public in Luke 18 13, where it says, He stood afar off, would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote his breast, saying these words God be merciful unto me, a sinner. So, all God was waiting for was just to hear that. All that time he was just waiting as it says in Hosea 5:15 about the Jewish people about the nation of Israel. He says in Hosea 5:15, I will go and return to my place till they acknowledge their offense and seek my face, two things. Acknowledge their offense and seek my face. Just by calling themselves a sinner, as that publican did, that's acknowledging their offense. And then just by saying, be merciful to me, that's seeking the face of God. That's all God was waiting for during those 120 years, was for any lost sinful man to fall on his face and to confess to God, he's a sinner and he deserves judgment. And then cry out to him for the mercy of God and follow God. That's all he was waiting for during that whole time. So we could call, as we said, Genesis 6-3, the announcement of the judgment. We could call Genesis 7-1 the execution of the judgment. So if Genesis 6-3 is the announcement of the judgment, and Genesis 7-1 is the execution of the judgment... What do we call the verses or the time period in between? What would you call that? Grace. A grace? Yeah, good. What else? What? Patience of, God. patience of God. These are all right. Love the love of God. See, all those are giving the reasons why he did it. The grace of God, the patience of God, the love of God. It's the stay of education. Or it's the postponement of the judgment. That's what it is. It's the postponement of the judgment. Announcement of the judgment, Genesis 6.3. Execution of the judgment, Genesis seven one. Time in between, postponement of the judgment. The Bible says in, in Romans three twenty three, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Solomon, king of Israel, said at the dedication of the temple in First Kings eight forty six, there is no man that sinneth not. Such a great revelation for us, right? <laughs> Unfortunately, all right. There's no man that sinneth not. Those verses are for every person, an announcement of the judgment, the soul that's in it that shall die, in Ezekiel, and so forth. But the Bible also says in Hebrews 9.27 that it's appointed unto man once to die, and after this, the judgment. So that verse is for everyone describing the time of the execution of the judgment, the time of their death. So, if Romans 3.23 is for everyone, the announcement of the judgment, and Hebrews 9.23 is the time of each person's death, the execution of the judgment, what is a person's lifetime called? A person's lifetime is called the postponement of the judgment. Think about that word in Hebrews 9.27, the word once. For is appointed unto man once to die. Let's get that in our minds from Hebrews 9.27. It's appointed unto man once to die. And then think about that same word as we've been covering in 1 Peter 3.20, when once the long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah. Now, okay, now we got both those verses in our minds. We got those. One single word in both those verses, Hebrews 9.27, 1 Peter 3.20. Once it is appointed unto man once to die, when once the long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah. Now With those in mind, think of how you can title each person's lifetime by filling in a blank like this. For blank's lifetime, that was the time when once the judgment of God waited for blank, okay? So, for John's lifetime, that was the time when once the long-suffering of God waited for John. For Mary's lifetime... That was the time when once the long-suffering of God waited for Mary. What was God waiting for during the time of that once for John's lifetime or that once for Mary's lifetime, that once for anyone's lifetime? The same thing he was waiting for during those 120 years. That that would be the time when God was waiting for anyone and everyone to acknowledge their sin and seeking his face by crying out to God, Be merciful to me. A lost sinner, and follow the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's the amazing fact that God waits so long, a lifetime for us. A lifetime. That's the meaning behind the song. God calling at, shall I not hear? In other words, shall I decide not to hear? Earth's pleasures shall I still hold dear? In other words, distracted by earth's pleasures? Shall life's swift passing years all fly by? And still my soul in slumber lie. God calling yet, and shall he knock? And I my heart the closer lock. And he still is waiting to receive. And shall I dare his spirit grieve? God calling yet, I cannot stay. My heart I yield without delay. Vain world farewell from thee I part. The voice of God hath reached my heart. I love that song because it doesn't just describe the opening of the heart. That's what God's waiting for. He's waiting for his voice to reach the heart, the door to the heart to be unlocked. He's waiting for the Lord Jesus Christ to be received as as Savior and Master. That's what the Lord Jesus Christ is waiting for during a life which we could call the postponement of the judgment. And during this postponement of judgment, Romans 10, 13 holds true for any person. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Nationally speaking, for the Jewish people, the Lord Jesus Christ is waiting during this time of the fragile peace, and that's what you have to call it, with the enemies of the Jewish people. It's a fragile peace. And during this time of the fragile peace, it's the postponement of the judgment. But during this time of the postponement of the judgment, or what we call the fragile peace with Jewish enemies, it's Romans 10.13 holds for any Jewish person that for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now, Genesis 6.18 is a very, very important verse. Why? Because it's the first time in the Bible we've said that the word covenant is used, but with thee will I establish my covenant. Thou shalt come into the ark, thou and thy sons and thy wife, and thy sons' wives with thee. And as we saw in our last study, this is the first time that the word covenant is used in the Bible. And we looked at something last time in our last study, and that was there is a tie between covenant and creation. Okay. So how do you know that, that there is a tie between covenant and creation? How do you know that every time you see the word covenant, you're supposed to think of creation? What is the tie between them? Does anybody remember? Oh, you do such a great job. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right so i'm gonna tell it again you know it's like oh yes from clinton Uh, you know the the bara second word in the bible is a root word it's a hebrew root word and so the way it works is that in hebrew many words come from a root word and so berit comes from the root word create so it's related to create so when you see the word covenant in the bible you should think of creation
0: We'll return with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, on Friendship with God in just a moment. We'd like to encourage you to sign up for Tom Cantor's daily devotional verse. It's available for free. Signing up with your email by going to friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org. You can also donate online at friendshipwithgod.org to support this Bible teaching radio program. You can also call us now or after the program with your support and donation at 800 247 It'll help us to continue airing on this station in your city. You can also call us for a free gift for a lost Jewish friend that you know that needs to be reached with the gospel. Tom Cantor and Israel Restoration Ministries will give you a free gift to reach your lost Jewish friend, and that's made available by your donations and your support, but we'll provide that free if you have a lost Jewish friend that needs to be reached with the gospel. Call us at 800-247-3051. when once the long suffering
1: of god waited in the days of noah now that long 120 years was called by god the time period when once the long suffering of god waited that means the patience of god was waiting during that time period what was god waiting for just by calling themselves a sinner as that publican did that's acknowledging their offense and then just by saying be merciful to me that's seeking the face of god that's all god was waiting for during those 120 years was for any lost sinful man to fall on his face and to confess to god he's a sinner so with that in mind tell me and don't try to tie it to covenant but just think about creation what are some of the characteristics of the creation? What would you say? Yes. Everything came from God. Oh, yeah, right. Everything came from God. That's very good. We're going to come back to that in a minute. Yes. Made of okay, made of nothing. That's very important. Made of nothing. That's a very, very important part about creation. They were made of nothing. There's another Hebrew word, asa, which means to make the difference between the word bara and the word asa is that bara it means create out of nothing asa it's not so good to use the word create for that it's to make and really we could say when a person calls something a creation you know i have this beautiful painting would you like to see my art creation that's not a creation that's a rearrangement (laughs) okay (laughs) when a person creates a beautiful painting he's merely rearranging paints that are on his palette onto a piece of canvas to make the beautiful painting that's a rearrangement when man creates something he's taking something that already exists and rearranging it to so-called create something he's not creating something but god the creator he's the only one that actually creates something because as irene said he makes it out of nothing that aspect of making something out of nothing brings all the glory and all the credit for its origin back to God. That's exactly the way it is with the covenants. All the glory and all the credit for its origin falls back to God. And that's why we saw this in Genesis 9 9 when you were speaking about the rainbow. And there's a token of the covenant that he would not destroy the earth with water again. He said in Genesis nine, I, behold I, even I. Now, another thing about the creation, the materials for God's creation came from God alone. That's the very important words, God alone. Now, the plans for the creation also came from God alone. We saw that in Ephesians 1.11, a very important verse where it says, The purpose of him who worketh all things... After the council of the United Nations. No. Oh. <laughs> After the council of his own will. See, the materials, God alone. The plans from God alone. And the power to do the creation, when you read verses like Genesis 1-3, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. Oh, this God said, and there was. That's the power of God, the power of his word. The power comes from God alone. And now we could also consider about the creation. If you would like to look at the verse uh, Colossians one sixteen through seventeen, where it speaks about the creation, but it speaks about another aspect of creation. First of all, it says, "For by him were all things created." That's the time of their origin. That are in heaven, that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. That's a purpose. So we have the time of the origin and the purpose for him. And he is before all things. And by him, all things are now consisting. The word consist is made up of two words. Consist means to stand together or hold together. You know, the basic element of matter is the atom. And it's the basic smallest unit of what is a chemical. There's hydrogen atom and calcium atom and so forth. And the nucleus of an atom has positively charged particles called protons it's in extremely close proximity. And they have the same charge. Protons have positive charge. And the closer you put two items of the same charge together, the more energy it takes to put it together. Kind of like if you like to take the same poles of two magnets and you try to put it together, it takes more and more energy to bring those same poles of the magnet together because they repel each other. So the explanation... As to how protons can stay together, and there are explanations, but there's never been a satisfactory explanation to explain where does the energy come from? Where does the power come from to keep those protons in such close proximity within the nucleus of the atom? Explode out. That speaks of the continuation of the creation is from God alone. So the plans are from God alone, and the power. It's from God alone. And the materials are from God alone. And the continuation is from God alone. So the creation is all about God alone, all from God. Now, that's what God's covenants are. They're all about God alone. They don't depend. They involve man, most of them. But they do not depend on man. They don't even depend on whether a man understand them or not. They stand because of God alone. So sometimes it's very, very difficult for us, in our nature, to accept this concept of God alone. And sometimes when we start to overestimate, overvalue ourselves, then we need to go to a special clinic. It's the God-alone clinic. Okay? And we need to take a special course called the God-alone clinic course. because It's better to go to this God-alone clinic course, better to go through that, Because what happens before you die? In either case, whether you go through the God Alone Clinic course or you die, God will cut us down to size. He'll cut us down to size. Have you ever wondered why believers have to go through the judgment seat of Christ where it says we will suffer loss? What's heaven? Why do we suffer? I mean, the Lord is drying our tears, but suffer loss? Heaven's so wonderful. Why do we have to suffer loss? Because one way or another pride in us is going to be dealt with. And if a person chooses not to go through the God alone clinic course, then God will at the judgment seat of Christ cut us down to size. Because if we don't get cut down to size, then heaven's not going to be a good place. So, the God alone clinic course is found in the book of Job.
0: We always get amazing and incredible teaching here on Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. If you'd like any of Tom Cantor's resources, they're available, many of them, for free listening, free viewing, and free download at friendshipwithgod.org. Friendshipwithgod.org. Now, you can also just click on the resources there to get to Tom Cantor's online bookstore of all his materials. They're available, again, there online at friendshipwithgod.org. Just click on the Resources tab. Now, we can't continue on this radio station that you're listening without your support. So we want to reach out to you and say if you're enjoying this teaching on Friendship with God or even listening as you're downloading these messages, we would love your support so we can continue broadcasting and teaching the truth of the Word of God. To support us, you can call us directly at 800 247 3051 with your tax-deductible donation of any amount. Again, 800-247-3051. You can also donate online at friendshipwithgod.org. friendshipwithgod.org or 800-247-3051. We have full-time missionaries, part-time missionaries, and volunteers like you that help us in reaching the lost Jewish people in our cities, and our neighborhoods. If you'd like to support Jewish evangelism or get Jewish evangelism materials to give to lost Jewish people that you know for free, you can call us at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. You can also go online to israelrestoration.org. Dot org. That's IsraelRestoration.org for free Jewish evangelism materials and information on how you can reach lost Jewish people, including how to receive the Jewish Messiah as your Savior. Find that plan of salvation online at IsraelRestoration.org or call us at 800-247-3051. Again, 800-247-3051. Thanks for joining us here on Friendship with God.